Welcome back to another episode of Cutting Weight. I'm your host, uh, Marvelous Mike Stahl, next to uh, Jumpin' Jim Ayers and sad Shane McDonough, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do this every time where I make up nicknames, and I couldn't think of anything for Shane. Sad. Sorry. Sad That's Shane. all you can come up with? How about Steady Shane McDonough? Steady, solid Shane. Solid Shane McDonough on the boards. So uh, we lost a great one uh, here pretty recently up in Northeast Ohio, and if you're a child of the 80s, 90s, uh, and, and 70s honestly, probably even and 70s honestly too the uh the we lost michael stanley this week so tell everybody tell a little bit of a story about michael stanley and where you were when uh when he wrote strike up the band one time <laughs> well i was probably <laughs> in third grade um no but you know, I, you know everybody has i i, I you know if you listen to 98.5 holy cow they've been playing nothing but msb well, he was a he was a DJ for right, years there, right, you know? and uh, did a lot of uh, kind of philanthropy uh, throughout uh, the Cleveland. He's a legend in Ohio. He's what I didn't know is that he actually set attendance records at Blossom. Yeah, they did a concert in like the mid '80s where they played for like three or four straight days, and they it was like eighty thousand over. I mean, it's insane. Like they, I think they still hold the record for most uh, people in like a collective show. You know, where it was just sold out nuts. They called it Stanley Stock. <laughs> Did no, they? No, they there didn't. were people. No. There, there weren't. There was no acid and not a lot of drugs. It was really just, really just a lot of beer and just some cool and kielbasa tunes and cool tunes, <laughs> pierogies and pierogies and a lot of beer. Yeah. The one thing I don't know is was he big like and a lot of mustaches. I feel like Northeast Ohio. He was big like was he big like did Californians know who my, Michael well, Stanley Band was? What I was, like reading up this week, I think he had maybe one like his best song ever, which I can't remember which one it was, but it ended up climbing to like number like. 15 or 20 on the billboards. I want to say it was My Town. I want to say it was My Town. Yeah, so they said, like, throughout the Midwest, he had a pretty huge following. Um, and he had a couple, you know, kind of hit songs scattered in throughout. But he uh, he's for sure around here a legend, in, uh, not only from what he did musically, but, uh, you know, I mean, he was on the news a lot. He was on different radio shows. He's a DJ. He, he then toured with a band, what his second band was called, The Resonators, I believe. Yeah. So he had a long career. Uh, sad to see him go. A proud guy, the proud Cleveland fame and fortune and all that. So. I mean, you, know, you know who else we lost? Cleveland fame and fortune. Speaking this week was uh, Joe Tate, the yeah. voice of the Cavs. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Another, another tough loss. They come in threes. Which one of you guys is next? <laughs> I don't know if we're quite at the level I mean, of we those might, two guys. We might know by saying, the end of this podcast. I don't just know. Just saying, take your vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Tate was just, I mean, I was never a huge, huge basketball fan growing up, but, like, listening to him on the radio, like, I couldn't imagine there's, there was anybody better calling a basketball game by themselves on the radio. One of the best calls ever from Joe Tate is, uh, <laughs> and I was listening on the radio, I have no idea why, but I can, it was just when I moved here to Cuyahoga Falls, and, and uh, I probably wasn't one to listen to the game, it was probably the ads of him saying it, like, you know, but it was like, LeBron James had just, like, Hammered you know, one. just hammered one, threw one down, and, and he said, and Hopkins just picked it, LeBron up on radar. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, I mean, he was another staple in Cleveland forever. He did tribe games back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. He did Mount Union home games. That was another football oh. game. So, I mean, he was, he even did high school games. Um, so, so he, he did the time. Cavs through the 80s and Mount Union. So, he's about yeah. 500. <laughs> right. True, true. Awesome. Well, uh, we're uh, so yeah. We we lost Michael Stanley, Joe Tate, 
but I think it's time for, you know, someone else to step up in their places. And I think, you know, if you're looking for something to fill the void, maybe cutting weight's the answer. Yeah, I would say. I mean, maybe there it doesn't come in threes. It came in twos, and we're going to be the, the phoenix that rises out of those ashes. Yeah, I think if, you know, if you're looking, you know, for something that MSB can no longer provide, then maybe... You know our our, uh, our our guest today and VSB is ready to step into the step into the sunlight here, step into the spotlight. Yeah, we have a very special guest today. I will probably do some more introduction once he calls in, but uh, I think the you guys are all going to have a good time listening to him. He, he's so him. big time that he can't even drive like twenty minutes to get here. No, the paparazzi would follow him, and it's just you know it's it's a problem. So we try to keep it under the radar. And had to get him down in his uh, his cave where he's hunkered down for most of quarantine. So, so our guest today is a guy I've known a long time. Um, met him uh, my sophomore year in high school. Played football with him. I think actually our senior year we were captains together on the football team, which is probably why our team was amazing. And you know was able to even probably get a little closer with him through college and without he he's lived all over different some different places in the country. And I had the opportunity to visit him quite a bit. Had some amazing times. The guy's a real renaissance man. I mean, from music to skateboarding to darts. I mean, you name it, this guy is on it. He's been called things from Ponch, probably, I mean, for obvious reasons, if you saw the guy or if you know him, you can see why that happens. Frizz, frizzle, for shizzle, I think at some point, maybe. But really, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest today, Frank Matola. Frank, how are you? Uh, I mean, fellas, I think... You know, after I think like fifteen podcasts, uh, I'm excited to be here. I've I've listened to all of them pretty much. I think there's one or two that that I missed out on. But one thing I wanted to say is I feel like you guys are like getting better at this. I feel like stall is like. Let let me just like if you, if you go back and just replay all of the openings where he's like, "Hey, everybody, welcome to the cutting weight," you know. <laughs> It's like legit, okay. And like with your color commentary and you know everything that Shaner brings, I, I'm in, I just want to say that I'm impressed and I want this to continue, which is why I wanted to lend you guys an hour. Of well, my that's time. that's kind of one of the reasons we brought you here, Frank. So we're looking for sponsors, and I know you're a big fan of the show, so you'll be getting an email shortly. Uh, just fill out a brief yep. form, put your you know credit card information. And I think, you know, the more we get people to do that, like this podcast is really going to be able to continue. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> or at least what we should do is put something out where people can send a, a six pack or 12 pack to Mike's house to sponsor the pot, the beer on the podcast. We could probably. Why aren't, yeah. Why aren't people doing that now? Yeah, we're going to, we got to set that up. I don't know. Frank. So talk to us about what's going on in your life right now. I understand we're. Deep into some competitive dart playing, like some of the some some pretty dark, uh, like back alley stuff. So walk well, us. even even before that, Mike, like I don't think any one of us any any of us have really had a chance to get together with Frank in a long time. I mean, with COVID, you guys have been pretty hunkered down over on the west side, and even living on the west side of Cleveland, you know, us being east siders now, it's like. Uh, you know, go, like the thought of going to the west side is like going to California. Like in general, it's like eh, I would, but like he lives on the west side, so I you know, it's uh, the yeah. Cuyahoga divides it. Yeah, I think I think the Ayers were the they were the last couple that we had before 
COVID. It was like right. It was like a year ago about that we were over your house. That was the last time. And and I also like yeah, I'm on the west side, and I thought when Mike was moving back to. I thought I was Mike was like a free agent because we all knew for like Mike had you know Mike has lived everywhere right he moves every two years and <laughs> like right. lobbying hard for him to because Melissa's from Vermillion I'm like dude Avon Lake West Side we'll you know we'll play softball or we'll watch our kids grow I had this like grand plan and then like I lost track of when Mike was moving back. And then, like all of a sudden, like I think Shane or somebody's like, "Yeah, Mike's uh, Mike bought a house, and uh, yeah, it's it's in Chagrin Falls or wherever. Where, where are you at? You're in, yeah, uh, Chagrin Falls, yeah, yeah so, Border, and, South Russell, Chagrin Falls, yeah. I was I was crushed for like <laughs> a good, good week or so, but uh, so I haven't even seen Mike since he's been back. So yeah, I'm on the west side. You know, it's been like six years now. But oh my I god, that, it doesn't even seem like you've been back right. for that long. I mean, it's crazy how how time flies when. Because you were, you know, you were in Nashville for a while. Then you were down to Austin, where you met Erin, which is ironic because she's from Ohio, and you know, you exactly. guys hooked up down there, and then back to Nashville, and then finally back to uh, back to Ohio. So it's it's been a long journey for you, but you look like you're still hanging in there pretty good. Yeah, I, I was thinking back too. Like Jim, I think out of anybody has visited me the most in in those places. Like Jim would come down every. Every year, I, I can think back, and then lo and behold, Mike moved. Well, Mike was stationed in Fort Campbell. Oh, those are some good years, right there. So, like Mike, you know, Jim would come down, but then all of a sudden, Mike is living like an hour from me, <laughs> and we would we would meet up. There was actually one time where I was out with my buddies, like you know, degenerates, like like all of us, like you guys, of course, in the, in the cabin, and. We were there, and Melissa and Mike were at the bar on like a like a date, like they were on a date, and we were behind them, like they couldn't see us. And I'm like, guys, that's one of my really good friends right there. That's you know his new I don't, fiance. I don't even know at the time. <laughs> I think we were just dating, but like I remember you came up and you're like, hey, look, if I'm interrupting, you were you were very polite and apologetic and. Uh, <laughs> And we were like, no, let's go. Let's do this. What's going on? <laughs> and like that that's when I met Steve O, kind of your, yeah. your your buddy that at the time and a roommate at the time. And uh some artistic drinking had ensued and we were uh um and yeah, it was a great it was a great night down in Nashville. Can we uh can we back up a second to that that night because there's something I wanted to touch Uh-oh. on there. It seems yeah, like absolutely. something's been eating at Frank for a long time and he needs to get it no, off his chest something like i can think of and like your top like the top 10 funniest moments are when you laugh the hardest and a lot of them involve Saul and <laughs> jim of course but so we go to the stage uh this is like this is probably like a like a friday night so it's a weekend so it's pretty packed but the stage is like one of the main bars like in Na- downtown nashville yes it's a big so honky tonk like live music. yeah yeah it's on Broadway. It's it's always packed. They usually have like good country bands, but like you know, kind of rock and rollish stuff too. A little bit more in the other bars. And so I don't know how it started, but after many beers, uh, Michael somehow got on the, the the subject of like Footloose. You know the montage in the middle of Footloose, <laughs> where he's like dancing so, through like that 
the abandoned yeah. warehouse. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. It's something that would never play in a movie that's created. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking, but it's this dancing montage, and some. And I know Saul. Ta- he knows all his movie quotes, but he knows this Kevin Bacon Footloose dance, like from start to finish. <laughs> of it the beginning of it, he takes a cigarette and he throws it on the ground and then he kind of like dance <laughs> and so mike is doing that on this little balcony at at the stage and i'm crying laughing so that's like that was the night where you were on a date and it ended up with you footloose dancing it. <laughs> i just yeah i just rage danced my my uh yeah that you know and she still married you absolutely yeah i mean how do you not how do you how do you see that and then not want to marry someone well i mean i'll tell you another interesting little side story from like when i went down the one time we were going to see i was going to visit frank we were going to go see the black keys show in uh in nashville i I flew down after work on a friday stall was living in like alabama or georgia at the time and he was going to drive up and meet us there so my flight gets in in Nashville at like maybe six o'clock or something, and Frank was gonna pick me up at the airport, but I'm waiting out and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'll be right there." So like a car pulls up and Aaron's driving the car, and I see Aaron. I'm like, "Well, maybe Frank sent Aaron." And all of a sudden, like the like I see people running at me, dressed in like military flight suits, and it's Stall and Frank dressed in like helicopter flight suits with like aviators on and fake mustaches. They grabbed me and like grabbed my back. I think Frank's might have been a real mustache. I'm not sure. I couldn't tell. It looked pretty real. (laughs) But they literally like grabbed my bag, throw in the car, grab me, throw me in the car. Give you a flight suit. They they jump in and they're like, Aaron, go, 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 go. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then they throw a flight suit at me in a fake mustache. (laughs) Or it was just what Frank had shaved off earlier and there was something left over and I glued it to my face. That was my shit though. Um, Like, so... with that, you know, we were hanging out like for like three hours in my in my kitchen prior to right picking up that that idea of the flight suits, which I think he had thought of prior. But so, it was no I'm, mistake that I had three flight suits in my car, three flight fake mustache. Just so it wasn't so, a coincidence. No, I'm thinking, like in the back of my mind, I know like for anybody that's been in downtown Nashville, like you know, from Fort Campbell, there's a lot of military people that go go to those bars and when they go there you know they're treated like you know gold they should be obviously but like i knew that in the back of my mind i'm like oh my god i'm gonna be impersonating like a a guy from the air force or whatever and mike's like don't worry about it he's mike tore all like the patches off the flight or whatever (laughs) so i'm like whatever it'll probably just be no big deal so like we pick up jim and we do all that we kidnap him and okay so fast forward to Aaron dropping us off downtown. The first thing that happens is the news news people stopped us. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> they interviewed both of you. <laughs> so, right right outside of Tootsie's or something. So five seconds after I step out of the car, I'm being interviewed by Indiana News. Like, hey, talk to us about Nashville. And you guys are in the military and everything. So, okay. So, okay. I We get past that. And, uh. Then we go into Tootsie's and like the bars packed and immediately, just as I thought, like the bartender like jumps out from behind the bar. Like, what do you guys want? And, you know, she, she was beer so <laughs> because, because a lot of soldiers, you know, or airmen or sailors, you know, go downtown in, in uniform. 
<laughs> you know, in full flight suit. They think that we actually need, you know, we, yeah. Oh, these guys are just, you know, back from deployment, downtown. <laughs> <laughs> no. Didn't even bother to change. <laughs> and, and, and they head straight down to 2nd Avenue Broadway. And they're uh, and they they need a couple of they need a couple of cold ones. Hey, buy these guys around. Right. No, we're, you, fre- we're fresh off the boat. Do we look like we just got back from Afghanistan? <laughs> no, we're out to have a good time. These are fake mustaches, and you know, yeah, exactly. There it is. Oh. Right. I mean, that was yeah. I, but yeah, the mustaches. You'll totally Shane, you'll have to post market. that picture on the. Yeah, I'll post a picture of the the mustaches and the flight suits and the glasses. <laughs> I love but it. I, that was funny. Yeah, that was yeah, a great show. That, that was awesome. And that's just one of many. I mean, Mike and Jim, we've hung out in Nashville like a ton. And those are. Yeah, I think we golf. We oh. golfed that weekend. Uh, I think I in- introduced you to. Uh, oh, gosh, I can't even think of the name of the band now. But we listened to some uh, Royal Blood <laughs> that weekend. Yeah, that I think that was when I got. So that's the other thing is Mike and I, our musical tastes like out of anybody. Kindred is, Spirits. Like, Kindred Spirits. It's right down the middle. So I was thinking, like, uh, I don't know for our our high five at the Smashing Pumpkins concert in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that was a great that was a great night too. Yeah. Uh, yes, that was awesome. So, like, just what I'm saying is, like, through these podcasts, if I can get a little sentimental here, I feel like I've been hanging out with you guys, and when I'm hanging out with you guys, it's always a good time, and. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't even think we've touched on the the one weekend I came down and Stahl, Stahl might have been living at Fort Campbell at that time. I came down to visit Frank and then Mike uh, hooked up with us. We had a hotel rented at like the Best Western in downtown Nashville and uh, spent basically two days hold up. Like I brought my guitar, yeah. Frank brought his had his guitar, Stahl brought his, his buddy Steve-O had his. And uh, we created a, our own band, and I think we, we did. We lay down. We we thought about laying down a couple tracks. I never, mean, what was the name of the band again, Frank? Never did. Called uh, Vaginas. Vaginas too. That might have been coined by. I'm not sure, but it basically it was us. I think it was actually a day's end, so I just want to make okay. sure. Okay. <laughs> and it was right around the corner from the White Castle that you fell asleep in the drive-through line. I think. Uh, yeah, that's that's. Very <laughs> <laughs> so Frank, what? Uh, so we were we started the show with uh, a little a little Michael Stanley band, uh, a little MSB, and we think you know there's a void here in Northeast Ohio that VSB has to has to fill. What do you think? I think that we need to get together. I think um, the cabin. We need to good- practice. Some of us need to learn how to play. <laughs> we need to get good. good. We need to get Maybe good. Maybe learn how to sing. <laughs> I, I I feel like the cabin is a good place to kind of hole up. You know. Have some beers, cut an album, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, next to the Roman Polanski, um, you know, compound <laughs> where Helter Skelter and the Manson murders took place. This is the next best thing to cut an album if you're listening I, to Trent Reznor. Yeah, it'll be like you it's know, there and it'll be like when the st- when the Stones made like Exile on Main Street, exactly, you know, yeah. when. When they, when vaginas do hold up in cutting weight cabin for a month, I mean they're pretty much will be talked about in the same sentence. I'm sure. I mean it's not it's not that big of a deal. There's convenience stores and grocery stores like all around. I mean it's no it's like, and Melissa would bring us like treats and stuff. Here's some Rice Krispie treats, guys. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so, I, I think the next step is really getting together. I think once uh, 
once this whole COVID things we're done with it, then that's uh, that's going to be we're going to green light this thing. I don't yeah. think we've talked about the beer yet. That's right. Uh, we should probably oh, yeah. yeah so let's talk we about were we beer. were lucky enough to uh, when we you know Frank decided he was going to be our guest today. I said, hey Frank, um, you know you, you're a big fan of beer. We know that. So is there any good West Side beers that uh, we could maybe highlight on the show today? that you you know you've had a chance to drink or you know you really like and he sent me a list of some and we kind of picked one so frank tell us a little bit about what we're drinking today so sibling revelry ipa um sibling revelry westlake ohio it's actually i mean if you go to the brewery it's it's in between a bunch of office buildings it's you know it's not a likely setting for brewery but very close to the house i like the ipa i also eat I think there's an amber and then there's a pale ale called swing state, but the IPA is one where like it's, I feel like it's kind of light. It's closer to, you know, maybe like a session IPA, even though I think it's like 6% or 6.8. What is it? That's Um, it's almost installs wheelhouse. Like you're getting close to his wheelhouse. Yeah. So all all beers are now, are now measured against my wheelhouse. It's a six, five Frank. Don't sell yourself short. I mean, this is a 6.5. This is, this is directly in my wheelhouse. This is exactly what a six pack should be. And you know, if you if you pick up a a four percenter or a five percenter, you're like, geez, I don't I don't know if this is gonna get me drunk enough to withstand my family. Like <laughs> We're gonna have to amp it up. Yeah, I don't know. Do I have enough whiskey in the house to also supplement this? Like no, a six point five is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So so what we have to do is when we do our third brew tour. Because uh, we they- like the first brew brew tour we did a couple years back, we actually stopped at Sibling Revelry, I believe, right? We yeah. did. Yeah, so we did. We, we did Fathead. So what we did is we started far away from my house, and then we kind of inched closer to my house. So Fatheads, and then um, Sibling Revelry, and then Avon or Railroad Brewery. Okay. And, and Sibling Revelry. So that that was the first brew tour where we picked three breweries, and yeah. then on the second. One, I think we, we, we did Cleveland. We did 19. Well, <laughs> With Wendell. Remember Wendell? And the, the, yeah. the van or whatever that was that we rented? So, yeah, and that's one thing I want to tell call out about. Jim is like the best planner that I know. Like, you, you want him to plan it. Oh, Frank, you have to see that. I'm just, I'm just laying it out there. So, But, but for this uh, second brew tour, we instead of three breweries, Jim thought it'd be a good idea to do five. Okay, so there you go. We do five. And then Jim, mode of transportation, it's like he was checking out like these different limos. Like, oh yeah, this one's like eight hundred, but there's this guy that's for like two hundred. I literally like was at Circle K in Kirtland, and there was like one of those papers that you would see like in a college you know like dorm room or a missing cat of just like you pull out exactly you pull out the tab of paper that's you know and there's like a picture of this old piano lessons it's like an old lake tran like bus and by old i mean sat in a field for years like like holes in the floorboards and he's like if you want you know it's like call wendell if you're interested in using this so i called wendell and i'm like how much is it wendell he's like it's like $200 $200 for eight hours. I'm like, oh my God, that's like cheaper than you could rent a car or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, we'll do it. So he, sh- you know, and the picture was kind of grainy. It was really hard to get a good sense of what this van was like. So I think Shane came over to my house. Wendell came to pick me up and then we were going to pick up some other people um, on the way. And literally like it comes down my drive. Like there's probably no muffler on this thing. It was just like, Bruh! 
and like fumes and smoke are coming. I'm like, oh my god. So we get in there, and Wendell is a he's a big guy. Um, doesn't look super clean. No. <laughs> Much like the van he was driving, and uh, you know Shane and I kind of look at each other like, what, what do we just get ourselves into? We jump in and go to pick up some more people um, by like the freeway exit where guys were meeting. A couple guys roll in, and then I, I just remember. There's maybe like five of us in the van at this time, and we're heading downtown to go to Platform Brewery. That's our first like rendezvous point. And Frank's older brother, Chris, is in the van with us at this point. And we're not in the van driving for more than like two minutes. We just get on the freeway, and he like slams on the gas to get it up to 60, which I think was like the top end speed of this thing. <laughs> and, and Chris just looks at me. He's like, where the fuck did you find this thing? He's like, I just showered and I need to shower again from being in this van for fucking two minutes. Oh, you, you could smell like exhaust fumes. I mean, there was like, like cigarette ashes all over the floor. Uh, it was. I don't even think it was street legal. I'm not even sure it had plates, but it was. Yep. Uh, it was he also something. uses it to transfer inmates from Cuyahoga yeah, to Hancock County. <laughs> No, he had like his stuff in there. It was like a bag. Like, like I wasn't oh. sure if this was what he drove people around in or it's where he lived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So Wendell, and then you know when you do when you do these brew tours, you want to you don't want to try like the 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 pilsner. You're you're going for the the IPA. Right. Like by like you know the third place, you're just and then like the fourth place was masthead. So, okay, now you're you're drinking two masthead IPAs there, and that's when the air horn came out. But, so, <laughs> yeah, your buddy your buddy bought it. Your brought an air horn. Yeah, my my yeah my cousin's husband John. So he he brings this air horn. I guess it was something that they did in college, like when they left the bar. So we're we're at masthead. It's totally usually packed. usually usually reserved for maritime emergencies. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in this night, it not, wasn't. Yeah, not so, not inland bar tours. Yeah, so we were by the lake, though. It's a big, big bar, right? It's it's huge. It's like big high ceiling. So we're we're all getting ready to leave. There's like nine of us. Jim's like, John, let me see that air horn. So, we're, we're, so, so Jim like he let out a couple like quick like, like you know. Me, me. Push, and then like let it out and like the whole bar looks and like they took the air horn and then and I basically like, oh. felt like a 10 year old like getting sent to my room you cannot have this again if you can't use it appropriately right. and then we Sir. went to another bar we went to we went to Noble Beast and that was when my brother was like the next day is like Noble Beast like we went to Noble Beast and yeah we went. <laughs> we did. We were <laughs> there, Chris. We were there, brother. That reminds me of an excellent uh, Saturday Night Live skit with Zach Galifianakis, where it's the kings of of catchphrase comedy. I haven't seen it, but it's <laughs> Zach Galifianakis is Pete Airhorn Schultz, <laughs> and the only thing he does is blow an airhorn like different ways, <laughs> and people are in this in the audience like the Apollo, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> all, he, all he does is like, huh, huh. <laughs> and, you know, he's, just imagine that Pete Airhorn Schultz. <laughs> hey Frank, speaking of, like, not that we we're speaking of, but like I, I just was thinking about it too, and Mike brought it up before. I know during COVID, it's probably you know you've turned it up a little bit, but you've really gotten into darts, and you're in a league now. What's what's going on with that league? It seems like it's really kind of like we tried to even. 
get a hold of you a couple Thursdays ago and like, dude, can't like dart night, n- not gonna happen. So what? Tell me about this dart league you're in. Are, so, you, are you the commissioner? No, I'm not. That's a great question, Jim. I'm not. Great question. Great question. Although I <laughs> did throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> it, it was a maybe tough, next year. It was a tough campaign. I nearly won, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna keep plugging away, and someday I will be. But go ahead, friends. yeah. Listen, this this league is legit. We actually have our own. T-shirts. Now, now by legit, like, what does that mean? Okay, let me let me let me back up a second. We have five five people in the league. Okay. Okay. So five, five people pe- or five teams? No, five five people. That's legit. So okay. that's that's the minimum and requirement a, for that, a legit dart that's league. That's a okay, league. Okay. I think it's the minimum requirement, but uh, so it's called the Four Corners Dart League. There's actually five people in it. We, I, I was the first person to put a dartboard in my garage. It kind of grew from there to now a structured ten week season. Wow. And yes, Jim's been calling me on those Thursdays. Thursdays is really important night. I, I, I like to clear my head. I can't be involved in the, the cutting weight podcast. Uh, <laughs> you need straight focus and no tomfoolery. Yeah. So, but it's it's very structured. You mentioned the commissioner. We got all these different games that we play. There's different. There's point totals. I finished second three times. I've never won it. There's one guy that just dominates it. And this this year's I've stumbled out of the gate this year. So it's not. What are you? What are you? Like the Jim Kelly of darts. Yes. I mean that. that, (laughs) No, but it is the Thurman uh, Thomas. So we'll we'll also do road shows. We'll, We'll pick like you know these. You know, shitty bars in the West Side. Like, uh, there's a place called Tailgaters in Avon Lake. It's, I mean, this was right before COVID. We had a we had a offsite there, and it was like we're all getting COVID. I mean, there's a ga- <laughs> there's a wooden gator in between the dartboards that I'm gonna eventually steal. I'm just telling you. So guys. wait, what's the name of this place? That's like the dive bar that you went to. You're talking about? It's called Tail Tailgaters. So tailgaters, like it, like who's who of dart throwing? That's where you'd go. Like if you wanted a like a big money game, that's where you'd go throw darts. <laughs> money game. I'm looking for some cash money. Like I'm looking for a good money game. Darts. The old, the old fatheads. Uh, well, so no, the the one that we went for on the brew, brew tour, they used to have a nice dart setup, and they just got rid of it. But I actually, I don't know if you guys know darts. So I'll, I mean, I'll, no, kinda, no, we don't, was, Frank. I played cricket with my kids a few times till I got so angry with them for putting holes in the drywall and the ceiling that there you go well i mean <laughs> is that a dartboard behind you i mean we're talking you've got a high class basement there just for the effect i just wanted to show you there's actually two is that a projector screen oh back there gosh, too she's a wow. piece yeah but that is the, legit I, I have the projector but i i have the projector screen but i'm right now i don't have a projector so. <laughs> still it's, it's a nice it's still a nice very piece. Good. i really like it yeah it's just we'll pump the brakes so yeah, so I mean, look, it's oh, it's, you've got like a speed skating mat there. What is that? Oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's, that uh, basement is legit. Wow, is that, a, that, pop that shot? Papa shot? You have a Papa shot in your basement? Yeah, here, hold on. Oh, oh so that, talk about Papa shot, but I have the record, the neighborhood record there, and then stall. You, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, there it is. I like it. I Very like nice. it. This is playing great for we all want of our more. fans that are uh, listeners. A lot, a lot, a lot of, yeah, a lot of rock and roll and a lot of Browns uh, paraphernalia. Which Frank's got a Frank's got a fantastic basement with full with Wayne's coating and uh, uh, projector screen with no projector and a, <laughs> is that uh, a high bar? A Browns uh, a picture of the Browns photo, uh, the Browns team photo with that says we want more, and uh, I think the fans would agree. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, twenty twenty playoffs. 
Now, Frank, another question we had for you. I know you've, you've been into it, and I don't know if you're still sticking with it, but like, you grew up a skateboarder, right? Yes. And I know you've, you've tried to continue uh, skating or riding or what do, what do they call it? Thrashing? Is it thrashing is what you guys do? The gleaming. Thrashing. Gleaming the cube. Yeah. So tell us tell us about your history and like where, where are you now with that? Yeah. So, I mean, I pretty much, when I was a kid, whatever my brothers did, that's what I wanted to do. You know, skate. This is growing up in Madison, you know, doing like launch ramps and ramps and all that stuff. Okay. I got out of it, whatever. High school playing football with, with Jim. And then, like. Wait, wait, wait. Go it, back. Madison, you had a girlfriend in Madison, from Madison, didn't you? Uh, Yeah. We're, we, we won't go there. I wouldn't really even call it a, a girl. The Jim knows it. This girl. All right. Frank, Frank <laughs> went out with Jim's wife at some point. But go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. Thanks, Shane. Want to make things awkward? Just go ahead and feel free to. Just I I totally forgot about that, Shane. <laughs> I mean, it was like twenty five years ago. Podcast I think you're both over. over it. It's statute of limitations after that. You're uh, out. You're out. I'm not even sure I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so skateboarding, great. So yeah, so you guys have been to my house in in Nashville, Mike and, and Jim. Well, lo and behold, there was a skate park like 10 minutes away and I used to go running and I would run past it every time and I would like like stop for like five minutes and just stare at it okay and I was like I gotta get back out there they had like a, a bowl and like a pool and whatever so I bought a board and I would I wouldn't go during the day when other people were there I would go at like 5.30 in the morning so nobody was there <laughs> smart <laughs> I mean did, did you have like did you like say you know what I, I've been out of the game for a little while I'm doing. I'm getting knee pads. I'm getting helmet. I'm getting elbow pads. Like I gotta. I gotta see where I'm at before I go all in on this. I I, I did the whole thing. I had the elbow pads, helmet, knee knee pads. Because I mean, I'm riding like these big like vert pools and whatever. So I got absolutely addicted to where I went every morning. But then I was like, dude, I'm like a 38 year old. Yeah, like what's the, what's the end game of this? But then on Sunday morning, it turns out. There's there are these old skaters that would go. These guys were like fifty, and they were really good. And I went one time, and they were like kind of like taking me under their wing. They're like, "Oh, this guy's new, and he's like hanging out." And like, uh, I tried to show him like some of the that I knew, but these guys were like really, they were really good. So I got addicted to it, and then when I moved up here, I you know Bay Village has a skate park and whatever. But my my kids are into it. And, I have a longboard now. I don't know if you guys, you know. Is a long oh, nice. like is a longboard like kind of what you graduate into once you get like over forty and you're not like doing it's, crazy tricks anymore. You're just kind of cruising the neighborhood. Yeah. So like my street, Jaycox, there's like a main street in in Avon Lake. They just paved it last year. So like I would take this longboard out there, and the the beauty of it is like a couple pushes, and you can go for like you know, like a half a mile. <laughs> so I would just cruise down and I'd see a car and I'd duck into like the, the driveway, but it's the weather's getting nice and I'll, I'll be doing that again. Very You're soon. like the Laird Hamilton of skateboarding. He's an icon. He's a, yeah. he really is an icon for kinda, our generation. It's like Tony Hawk and then Frank Matola. I can remember not, not too long ago that Frank had posted a video of himself dropping in on uh, a skateboard on Facebook. And it got... Boy, you got trolled pretty hard. I, I was not wearing. A couple people were not happy about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, that that video was shot at about five thirty in the morning. Okay, <laughs> but like, so 
so yeah, let me set it up for the viewers who haven't seen the video or or anything else. But Frank Frank uh, had newly acquired a GoPro or something something to that effect, and and he he has a skateboard in his hand and he's dropping into some type of you know, sometimes a pool or something else or like that. But it, I mean, it was some type of obstacle on a skateboard course. And he's, and it goes, you know, three seconds at full speed. And then it goes right into slow-mo. You're like, Oh sh- shit. Yeah. Like it's about to get serious. Yeah. And then, and then he does like an Ollie. And then like, like, we're like, seriously, a slow-mo for that? Like what, what's going on here? Like, I don't understand. Uh, so what you just described, like the dropping, <laughs> East, it sounds like Frank's got a different version of this story. <laughs> well, I just, I can, I can just remember watching the video, and I'm like, I well, I couldn't have done that, but also, like, I'm not sure it was slow-mo worthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, dropping, real quick, it's a very stressful thing. It's kind of like a rite of passage. Like, did you drop in on a tension ramp? Have you done it yet? So, like, I'm, I'm like, 38 years old, okay? You know, and I'm... I was all nervous about doing it, and then I'm like, "Wait, like, why am I, why am I putting myself through this stress?" Like, I'm 40, dude, and like, I did it, and I felt awesome. But again, there's nobody there to see it, and it's all in my my head anyway. And then I I drive home and I I go to work. That's that's basically. So, Sounds like a good day. Yeah, me. solid day, solid yeah. day. So, 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 what, that's what Tony Hawk does. Yeah. Hey, Frank. We told a, we told a story about you, Jim, and. Uh, and Mike, but I think our best story, me and you, was when we, we let's were pass. In to- let's just skip this part. <laughs> Mike, every time, Mike. <laughs> Mike just cracks himself up every time. Uh, Mike, we, can, we can edit it out. Yeah, think. just no. Well, you guys, Shane, you guys like, don't even know Shane, how to edit it. I don't know how to edit it. Shane's gonna keep this in. <laughs> Frank, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know you were talking about Tahoe, right? Tahoe. So me, me, Frank, uh, Jim, and our, our buddy, buddy Nate. Went to Tahoe for on a snowboarding trip. We fly out there. You know, there's a time change or whatever. Frank and I are sharing a room. It's like, you know, three in the morning Tahoe time. And we're uh, we're restless. You know, we're excited to snowboard the next day. But, you know, it's like, you know, the sun's coming up East Coast time. And uh, we, we kind of just, like, look at each other. We're both kind of awake at three in the morning. And you're like, Shane, are you thinking the same thing I'm thinking? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Well, let me preface this with... Frank and Shane are both degenerate gamblers. Go ahead. <laughs> can, I, can, I preface, can I preface this uh, something else too? Shane and I are sleeping in the same bed. Okay. <laughs> I was going to leave that that tidbit out, but go ahead. You just kind of rolled over and looked in each other's eyes and like, let's do this. You guys are whispering like six, three inches away from each other's face. Like, what do you want to do? I said we bet on black. Always so, bet on black. Like, I'm not sleeping. I wake up at six in the morning every day. <laughs> So it's 3 a.m. Tahoe time, and I'm like, Shane, are you up? He's like, Yep. I'm like, You want to go to the casino? He's like, Yep. And like <laughs> five minutes later, I think he had to walk like downhill. And like 10 minutes later, I'm sitting at a blackjack table, and and Shane goes to play poker. And then like we meet up like two hours later, and like I was I was on a on a run. And it turns out Shane won money, so we get back to jim and nate at like i don't know like 6 30 or whatever and they're like cooking breakfast and kind of getting up and like Shane and i come home and like have, after a couple of beers at like four in the morning 
I'm like, dude, I won 400, Shane won like 500. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. That was a good trip, though. That was a that was a epic uh, epic trip because that was a cool thing about Tahoe. Like, you have the all the like. There's probably like a dozen different, maybe not a dozen, but there's multiple resorts where you could go ski and snowboard, and it's right on the border of Nevada and California. So there's like some of the hotels have casinos and like crazy clubs and literally, you know, you get to the top of any of the mountains and look down and you're looking at this like crystal blue lake. I mean, it was just picture. It was awesome. Like the weather was awesome. It was a great trip. That was a, a really good time. I remember the last night I was, I kind of lost you guys and I, I roll into our, where we were staying at like six in the morning and I'm like, oh my God, these guys are like, in, you know, they'd be like, where, where, where were you at? Like what happened? Whatever I roll in there at six in the morning and I'm I'm the first person back. <laughs> Dude, I remember Jim, you were up like huge at blackjack, and, and I, then, I, like, I I cashed in my chips. I'm like, "Dude, Frank, it's like, it's like five forty-five. I'm up a couple hundred bucks. Like, I'm done. I gotta go to bed." And you're like, I, "I'm just gonna play like a couple more hands." So I'm like, "All right, I'll wait for you." And I stood behind you for like five more minutes. And I'm like. All right, here, like, give me, like, give me back in, like, give me more chips, and then kept playing, and ended up losing everything I had won. You know, great, great, great ideas at six in the morning. There, that's a very, remember, that's a very like, common story. Yeah, Nate's like, you guys just get up and leave, and we're like, no, but we're we got that look in our eyes. So yeah, Jim, like, I think at that point though, Frank, it was like we were Red Bull and vodkaing it to like no end. I mean. There yeah. was so much caffeine and vodka and just terrible ideas. But we were supposed uh, to snowboard the next day, and we made like a handful of runs. And yeah. we all, like you. I think you guys went to the car and just slept. <laughs> yeah. We and then I went back to the casino and played poker. And then I think Nate like snowboarded all day <laughs> by that, himself. Of course he did. That was an awesome. And we ended up in Reno at some really shady casino i don't know like, oh we were staying at, like at a holiday inn that had its own little casino and i didn't even make it out of bed like I, once we got to the hotel i was like yeah I we went I, we I went to shakes we went and got like burritos and jim didn't even make it out to like <laughs> go grab food so we probably do something like that again just throwing that out there jim start we can't that. even get you to come to the east side let alone like go to tahoe uh, listen don't i look, <laughs> I think we need to do it. You know, Jim's always he's always planning these golf trips. We need to do another uh, like Tahoe thing. So. That that would be good. I think uh, I think I can put some some work. A Tahoe there. golf trip we could even do. Yeah, true. Oh, there and you then, go. Speaking and of please. speaking of golf, it's getting to kind of be that time of the year, Oof, right? Frank, yeah. you're, Frank, you're a big golfer. We had luckily I, I was able to see Frank uh, a couple times last summer. And early fall uh, with some golf and with some guys we re- reconnected with from uh, Lake Catholic, which was fun. I know the fun thing I want to talk about, though, Frank, like, so me, Frank, our buddy Vic and Ron kind of started doing this little, like, golf deal where, you know, each one of us will host the other guy somewhere, wherever it is. And the last one we did, Vic hosted us out at Little Mountain in uh, Concord. And our buddy Ron came, I don't know if he came up with a game, but he introduced us to this game called Snakes which is it's a putting game so basically the whole goal is like don't three putt if at any point you three putt you get a snake and once you have a snake you can bet other players on any point you know on any part of the green a snake so if you think they're going to three putt like you'd bet them say i bet my snake to you and then like these snakes accumulate so i feel like after that round we played 
I don't remember the exact number, but Frank literally and like so snakes are worth like a buck. So if you have thirty snakes and everyone else has like ten, like you owe everybody twenty bucks. I think Frank ended that that day with like seventy five snakes or something. Like I don't, I don't think ever, anything ever even got paid off. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a game where like we've been playing it for a long time, and, and Ron Ron's like. Guys, we, we got to get the snakes going. Like, let's, he's trying to egg us on. Yeah, because we were being like, pussies right. like for a while. Like, at the start, we were like, oh, "I'll bet you a snake." I mean, Ron's like, "This is like, there's no point. Like, who cares if someone wins like two dollars? Like, let's let's get some action on this." Yeah. So then we and then it started doubling up. And, and I I didn't know if I like fully understood the rules and the the, the monetary value of snake. <laughs> <laughs> so so like I'm so Vic's putting like from he's a, he's putting from three putt territory. It's like a 50 footer you know it's a couple different you know angles or whatever i'm like vic i'm like 15 snakes or something like that vic puts it like three inches from the cup (laughs) (laughs) so i think when you bet the snakes too like if you bet 15 and you lose it then like you get 15 more back at you so frank just was like on a on a downward spiral like the last like six holes the last the last like two holes and then like we're in the parking lot and it's like okay let's let's you know settle up it's like all right frank you owe this guy six hundred dollars you owe this guy three hundred dollars <laughs> snakes yeah lots of fun guys let's do this again and then like right after that you know like the best placement of a gif or a gif whatever you want to call them ever airs sends uh that that text chain uh, a gif of a snake pit and like all these snakes <laughs> <laughs> from Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean like, so we, and we only got to play two rounds last year. So we're, we got to start back up again this spring, but like, I think it's a rolling tally. Like right now, Frank's got like 85 snakes. <laughs> Nothing's been paid up yet. And I think we're, I don't know what, like what that snake total has to get to before it's like, all right, once you get to a hundred, like you've got to pay or I, he still has the not juice is running Frank. Yeah. The it's juice running. is running. I really like that idea, though. Like, you know, you, you got four four people. You know, you just every you know four times a year, one guy hosts the thing. It's it's pretty cool. I'm trying to think of where I'm going to go out here, but uh, yeah, I I love it. Props to props to Ronnie K for bringing that that up. Yeah, it so. was it was a lot of fun. He he hosted us the first time. It was awesome. We played out at um, Lakewood Country Club, which I'd never played there. That was a cool joint and obviously little mountain was a lot of fun um so i'm looking so, forward to it though the the time that jim showed up at at lakewood he had like his nickname was uh was it rochambeau instead of bryce shambo <laughs> rochambeau <laughs> jim was he was wearing all travis matthew like gear and so he, i've gotten into he, travis matthew i really like that that, that stuff i like it too it's good but yeah rochambeau I'm watching Sawgrass right now, by the way. Yeah, speaking of Sawgrass, we were talking about that, Frank. Like, Shane brought it up earlier before the show. And obviously the players is this, is this weekend. What do you think, and I mean, everyone can kind of answer it. I'm curious, like, what do you think you would hit on number 17? And if you had 10 shots, how many do you think you'd get on the green? That is an excellent question. So what do we, what do we, distance? 140, 146. Okay. But it was like 121 yeah, today. If it's a, if it's a back, depends on the pin. It depends, yeah. depends on where the pin, pin is. But it's, it's anywhere from one 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 thirty, I think, to one fifty. I think the center of the green is probably about one thirty. It's like those guys hit like wedges or sand wedges or even like little knockdown pitching. Yeah, wedges. I'd be hitting my like gap wedge. 
At one thirty, uh, I go, I go nine, I go nine iron. Then you have to account for the fact that I would be nervous. So then there would be, you know, uh, I, the worst thing to do would be like go play sawgrass and then shank it there, which reminds me of the abandoned dunes trip. Yeah. So yeah, I would go, I would go nine iron. I don't know. What about you guys? I mean, it says that right now. I'm looking at it, and the actual yardage. I'm guessing it's to the center is one forty three. That's what I thought. Um, I've done my research. So stall, look, I prepped for props, the show. Props to stall. Don't, don't do that. No, I don't know. I, I, is that is that is that a hole where like the wind? I'm sure it plays a little bit. The of a wind factor. played uh, a factor today. It blew Zach Johnson right across the green, and then you know. But I I do think hole placement is a big deal. I think. I but know. you got to land like. If you're trying to get to the middle, you got to land it short. So Adam you don't Scott, want to hit it 145. Right. So Adam Scott hit the flag today and then it ended up in the water. Ugh. That's that's yeah. sick, right? I mean, he hit the flag today and ended up in the water. Although, or no, it wasn't. I think that was a couple of years ago. But he's he's owned that hole this, this week. He's had like three birdies on that hole um, already. And it's Saturday. So. Well, they say know. it's not like. It's not a hard shot, but it's like the most intimidating shot in uh, on the tour, just because you got a big gallery. You know, the wind can play a factor. Like it, you got to hit the right spot on the green, and you know, it's there's n- there's nowhere to miss. You know, you can't come up a little short or hit it deep or right, and then you're. And then after that is eighteen, actually at the harder hole. Too. Yeah, that big dog leg left par four with yeah, water water everywhere on the left. Yeah, like it plays the hardest like finishing hole or something like that i mean i don't know i think we need to do a sock we need to do a sawgrass uh pool next year too we i thought you're saying we should go there and play there yeah I, let's I, just go there and play you know it, how right? much it costs to play there i don't no, but, i saw an article this week it's the most expensive cor- like public course that you can play it's like 750 dollars that's kind of what like uh pebble pebble's like seven something no too. pebble's a little less it's like five, five so. or six no, well, I think it's at least... All right, a, this article is wrong then. Jim's I'm not right. saying it's wrong. I'm just saying like Pebbles right there. Relax, girls. You're both pretty. Thank you. <laughs> I would say... So, Frank, we've got a couple of guys in the mix here. Sergio is a kind of perennial winner of the players here um, who has played kind of off and on here this weekend. But I'm I'm hopeful Lee Westwood wins, wins this one this weekend. Tell me uh, right now who your favorite non-American golfer is. Okay, non-American. I, okay, so I did watch Lee Westwood last week, and I was pulling for Lee Westwood. I like uh, actually. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Who's that one guy? Uh, Tommy Fleetwood. I like that guy. Sun JM, you mean? He's got the flowing, flowing man. Yeah, oh yeah, Fleetwood. Yeah, he's kinda... pretty good. I've I've had him in the Masters pool a couple times. I think he, <laughs> he got me close to him. Hey, s- speaking of Masters, though, that's coming up in a couple weeks, isn't it? April, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to get that, get that in the works. So with the Masters pool, Jim invites me every to the live draft, and I refuse because I just get these random players you're on the that, West Side. I, well, that too, exactly. But I get these guys I've never heard of. One of them, are, they're usually like I get a couple amateurs or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I've won it a couple times. Yeah, you're a two-time champ. I know that. I, and I, I did no research. I just, <laughs> why? Yeah, why would you dr- make the drive of auto drafting is working for you? I, I agree uh, with auto you. Auto draft is is the way. But I don't know. I'm thinking like. But I you could just be- you could just come for the live draft and just auto draft and sit and drink beer while you auto draft. I, I think I need to change it up this year and make like branch out. 
and just Branch Ricky. Let's go around the table. Favorite non-American golfer, Jim Ayers. My favorite non-American golfer, probably Rory. I, I like, and I don't mean Sabatini, uh, McElroy. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I like. I, I'm pulling for him. He's I might have guessed that being Irish and all. Yeah, I like Rory. Shane is going to go with Rory Sabatini, obviously. You Dago. Yeah, he's South, Dago he's South African. He is South African. I'm Whatever sure he has he Italian roots. What about, uh, who's the one Italian guy? Who Francesco won? Molinari. Francesco Molinari. He's good. Molinari. John yeah. Rahm was making a charge. I was going to say, I'm like, I'm a, I, I, Spaniard. I, I mean, I, I do like Rory a lot. I, I, I do like, uh, maybe if, to go something different, I would say John Rahm, actually. John Rahm is like the new uh, cover boy for Travis Matthew. They just signed him. Is that right? Mm, yeah. Fair. Little tidbit. So if Travis Matthew wants to sponsor cutting weight, like it's wide open for you guys. Guys, here we go. I think I'm wearing the Travis Matthew shirt right now. What about that? Look at that. Look at this. I got it on right now. Wow. It's golf season, Frank. You got to do what you got to do. I I love the Travis Matthew. Um, Actually, I like it because, like, uh, and I'm I'm getting kind of personal here with 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 this. Some of like the material in the golf shirts, like it's kind of weird, and like there's some things that bulge that you don't want to be bulging out, right? So like the Matthew stuff, it like fits me nice, and it's not like awkward. I love it, man. And you can it's wear it off the course. You know, you you don't have to be just golfing. It's just it's function. It's functional style, Frank. All right, Frank. It's come to that time of the show again where we ask our guests uh, five questions. We don't really ask them questions. You ask us questions about yourself, and uh, we kind of see fit to what is the best way to answer them. We're not really looking for an answer from you per se. We're just trying to like let you explore yourself a little bit deeper in uh you know how wow. how we answer them and how you can probably learn something it's a little bit like the johnny carson show when a good stand-up would come on the show and sometimes you get invited to johnny's to sit down with johnny yeah he'll wave you over he'd wave you over yeah. and sometimes you wouldn't and if we you know if we have a good guest like sometimes we'll let him answer i yeah. thought i thought you were gonna say this more like when he did karnak you know what? It is a little like Carnac. <laughs> a little bit like Carnac. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's a good call. At what Shane. point do we get to turn these questions around on on you guys? Do we have to get our own podcast? Or yeah, like that's some... a start. That's where I probably yeah, I start. would say get find okay. three friends that are better than us. <laughs> Actually, yeah, let's Frank. Why don't we start a podcast with you, me, and Jim, and Shane is out. How about that? No, that we won't do that. Sounds amazing. Yeah, but then one of us would have to actually know how to like set all this up yeah so point. we're shane's shane's the foundation of the show we can't let him go so so frank we just sent you the uh the questions in a sealed text and i believe you've just received it so without further ado let's get started why don't you go ahead and read that first question okay so we have better tennessee city knoxville or nashville and we've been to both of those together so go ahead i'll stop talking this is a tough one for me because we we sure had our our fun times in Nashville. For me, it's Nashville, but boy, we need to talk about Na- Knoxville just just for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I remember spending a week weekend uh, seemed like a week in uh, Knoxville once because we went down to see a Tennessee Notre Dame game, and uh, it was me, my brother, Tom Bernat, former guest, um, Stahl, and Melissa and Frank, and yeah. Uh, we we had quite a time. There was we we met a girl named Porch. Sure. Which uh, you know how was, was a, like that was a, a new thing for me. I'd never met a girl named Porch. Before. I had never met a girl named Porch, and you know how I met her. How's that? She headbutted me in the stomach. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I just remember the first like 
two minutes of game day. We wake up early. We decide to go, you know, get our tailgating and kind of drinking going on. We go to a bar. Frank orders like a 50-ounce Coors Light or the biggest Coors Light they could have. He's got that. And meanwhile, he turns around and some girl spills like an entire bottle of ketchup on him. Yes. <laughs> and he had, he had no way to like get it off. So he literally like poured the Coors Light beer on himself to try to wash the ketchup <laughs> off his shirt. And this is at like 8.45 a.m. to start the day. So I'm going to say Knoxville, when, Frank. When's kickoff? I mean, we all know you had a great time in Nashville, but... I think that we, one weekend in Knoxville, uh, I mean, that, that garnered a lot of points, I think. Shane, Shane, you're the tiebreaker here. Well, I've never been to Knoxville, and I despise the University of Tennessee, so I'm going to go with Nashville because I've had plenty Have of good you ever, times Shane, in Nashville. Let me, let me remind you, though, if, you've ever, if you ever go to Knoxville, you'll hear good old Rocky Top so many times <laughs> that it will be seared into your brain for the rest of that, I mean, it's a good tune. Month, but well, another year, another life? thing about Knoxville, know. right yeah. around there, there's like this huge restaurant that me and Tim Gibbons went to once, and it was like the Alabama restaurant. And you like Alabama, the band? Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's that's there too. It's it's in, it's in I'm confused. Business. You're in the middle of SEC territory. You have an Alabama restaurant, and it's Roll Tide. Yet it's good old Rocky Top. I mean, do they get service there? Do they just egg know. the place every night? I don't even think they know. Well, can if you're going to play in Knoxville, <laughs> you got to have a can fiddle I, in the band. Can I add something to the... Uh, no. The, uh, Answers no. Okay. All right. All right. Go, go ahead if you must. <laughs> I'm just trying to follow the rules here. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, was, I, I remember, Jim, I forgot about the pouring the beer on myself and the shirt I was wearing, I, I bought on eBay. It was an Ohio state, like Buckeyes football t-shirt that was like, you know how there's like schmediums and Italian mediums or whatever. Yes. This is like, this is <laughs> like, medium. This, this is past that. It was like a small, it was and, a, it was a youth medium. And also like, don't buy t-shirts on eBay. Cause this thing, it just smelled like cigarettes every time I wore it. Even if I washed it like three times, it smelled it just, like Wendell's van that drove us around. Yes. <laughs> but I, for, I totally forgot about the ketchup and oh, the beer. That was, that was, that was my favorite way for you to kick off the day. And I think that set the tone for that the rest of the day. <laughs> that was, it's, all, I, it's all up from here. So, but that was cool. It was cool to see a game at, uh, uh, was it Neyland Stadium, I think? The Irish and one. The Irish one, yeah. It was huge. It was good. All right, no, question number two, Frank. What do you got? Okay, so what is my favorite Ohio State story? Wow. Oh, I got a good one. Let me. I don't, I'm just going to say one that I was kind of a part of because I went down to – actually, Stahl and I both went down to visit Frank yep. in college. One of our other buddies drove down that weekend, not with us, but he met us down there, and we went out you know, drinking, bar hopping all night. Bars closed. It's two in the morning. Everyone's hungry. Frank says, "Hey, let's go to this one place. You know, got got great late night food. It's called Cluck You Chicken. That was the name of this restaurant. <laughs> so we literally go to Cluck You Chicken. We're standing in line to order, you know, chicken wings and whatever. Next thing you know, our buddy Dom. I mean, we look around. There's a little bit of a commotion. And I see him like 
a bouncer just grab him by like the seat of his pants and the, the collar of his shirt and just like launch him out the front door. <laughs> so he, he threw him out the front door like silent film style, like <laughs> like, like old black and, and like white his, movie. Like back of his belt, exactly. Like like Charlie Chaplin, like one. <laughs> Two, three. <laughs> I'm not even sure what he did. No, I I know what he did. I mean, he he knocked he he, he like knocked a guy out. I don't know what they got oh. in a fight about, but then he got thrown out, like <laughs> like literally picked up and thrown out. He got thrown. He got picked up by like his belt his buckle, bridges, his belt buckle on his pants, and like, he opened his the door with his face. <laughs> I, so I that's, that's the story that I that is always like has a special place in my heart. I don't have anything better than that. I would say you know uh, the number of times we went, we decided at two in the morning it was a good time to drive to Columbus to see Frank. <laughs> One time we drove to Columbus and we couldn't even find him. We drove <laughs> we back. We drove back. <laughs> <laughs> those are uh, there's only cell phones. Yeah, those yeah, those those are some pretty good times. But uh, but there was a good time. Uh we hung out in Frank's dorm room one night where we just we uh we were listening to some Neil Young and and kind of got soldiers. some heavy times. Nixon Nixon coming. Yeah, yeah, four dead in Ohio where we you know, uh we got to kind of mix the Frank's Frank's group of buddies from uh Columbus and the Cleveland crew and we had a good time with uh, Ride Dog, your buddy Ride Dog, I think. Oh there. yeah. So so basically, you got so like Jim would just all he did every weekend was like tour the the universities and all. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like my friends actually ended up liking you guys better than me. Be like, <laughs> like, That's not surprising. <laughs> good times, man. Oh my god, yeah. Shane, so, what what do you have to offer here? Uh, I don't. I don't think I ever went to Columbus with Frank. So I don't have, but but but, the, but in the spirit of the in spirit of five questions, it doesn't really matter. You just make up an answer. There that you sounds go. funny, Same right? Yeah, I so I, I think Frank ended up in bed one night with Brutus Buckeye, and there's a there's a deep dark story there that we probably shouldn't. He found delve he too far fell into. Fell in love with Bruce Buckeye on Short North up there on High Street. <laughs> yep. I. They just ended up cuddling, spooning all night. I'll tell you what. That that city is nothing like I remember it. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you been back, Frank? Yeah, I went back like eight years ago for a game, and like even then, like Larkins Hall, where I used to work out, was like it was like built in like the eighteen hundreds, and it was really shady. And then I went back there like eight years ago, and it looks like a spaceship. I mean, it's beautiful. There's like a ton of money that people have put in there. All the bars I went to are gone. Like, yeah, they're right. all in their era. It's all know? been gentrified. But, it's really, it, it is really nice. It's a lot nicer than when I was there, but there's, you know, it had its character. When yeah, not not that it's necessarily bad, but it's, it's not, it's not. Uh, it's not the same Ohio State that from no, the nineties. No, no, right, definitely not. All right, yeah. next question. Okay, who is my favorite electric guitarist of our generation? Uh, and then second part in history. <laughs> wow, I know you. I mean, you you do love your guitar. And I guess from our generation, and I'd have to probably narrow it down to people from the '90s to current, maybe like just '90s, early 2000s. I mean, have fun with it. Um, yeah, explore the space. Wow. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm just trying to think of some of the bands that you like. Maybe uh, John Frusciante. 
Yeah, he's pretty, pretty good. good. Yikes. He's pretty good. That's I'm gonna, my guess. My, yeah. uh, my older brother is speaking to me telepathically, and, and he's saying Ingve Malmstein right now, but... <laughs> I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. That's exactly why I made this question because I thought Shane would not be able to think about it. Yeah. Real quick on Ingwe Momstein. I never I never heard any of his like all I know is I would go to a CD store or whatever and like he would release a new CD like every month. And he had like fifty. Oh, Dave Stahl was a big Ingwe Momstein. Is he in a band or just like a guitar guy? You, no, no he's, he's just a, he's like a Stevie Vai where or uh, or who's that other guy uh, Joe uh, Satriani who would just like do like gotcha. um, he's like the Kenny G of guitar Frank I I think um, again we're kindred spirits here I think I'm gonna nail this one I think it's I think Jack White um, is yeah. is oh, the one. one yeah. Shane. I mean, Shane. Let's let. Hold on, we just want to more, more importantly, let's hear Shane's shot at a at an electric guitarist that he might know. Of. And, and and just an FYI, Shania Twain does not play electric and the, guitar. And and they and Elder Barge is not one. Well, the first first one I came up with, I thought was a bass guitar. Does that count? Sure. But then I if you, a better you, one. I think I think Carlos Santana. But he's probably not our generation, really. No. What about what about? I was gonna say. I think it's bass. Flea. Flea plays bass. Red Hot Chili yeah, Peppers. I'd give you Flea. Sure. Frank. You know, Frank definitely respects Flea. Shane, I am. I'm very impressed. <laughs> that I he mean, knew who Carlos Santana was. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's the third baseman for the tribe, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's not what he is anymore. I'm sad about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, of Flea, Shane, good, good pull on that one. Um, Frank, you know, who Carl, is it? Who, Frank, if, if if you were to answer this yourself, who would you say? Okay, this is impossible for me to answer, but like, I was a huge, me, me too. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was a huge Dave Navarro, Jane's Addiction fan. I love his stuff. Oh, I yeah. even like. He was with the Chili Peppers for like one album. I love that. Uh, I love like Allison Chain, so Jerry Cantrell, and um, oh yeah. Good you stuff. know all of all of all of that, but I mean, even going back, it would be like Jimmy Page was was huge, Jimi Hendrix, and I mean, of course, those guys. But and then like Three Eleven, I'm a big Tim Mahoney fan. Um, and then Michael D. Stahl, you you know, like Adam Jones from Tool. Well, that you know, yeah. So, so we it's, we it's, need to who's get who's Michael D. Stahl. We uh, for, for a long time, Frank. Uh, you've heard of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Well, yeah, early on I'm in, aware in Frank and I's relationship, I would call him Franklin Delano Matola. <laughs> and then over time, he became Franklin D. And then over time, I became Frank. I became Michael D. <laughs> regardless of any of our real names. And gotcha. It's just the thing that Frank and I have. All right. What's so. next? Uh, let's. OK, this is great. I mean, my God, do I feel too much pressure as an adult Italian male to gain weight and not man? <laughs> um, I mean, it's got to be tough because, like, the rate of with with which your hair grows, it's got to be pretty substantial. We're talking chest hair, any hair, really, Back hair, yeah. groin hair. I, I mean, and there's all of it. Hairs everywhere on Frank's body. I'm sure. Like, if he left it unkept for even a, a day or two, like, you might not recognize him. He might look like the the monkey Sas- boy, Sasquatch. <laughs> so well, here's the thing I've noticed about like you know the you you're either you know, 
you're either you know one of the guys from Jersey Shore or you're 300 pounds. Like there's 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 very little in between. I'd I'd say I think Frank's probably run done a great job of staying in good shape, but also maintaining a a, a good sense of natural hair growth. Yeah, he and never so, he never seems like overly haired. But he knocks it back every yeah. now and then. Just you know? just right. the right amount. You know, yeah. he keeps it shorn. Bingo. But not shaved, which I think is probably appreciated by his wife and, you know, most people that he comes in contact with. So I, I would say he, he he's somehow been able to walk the line yeah. of being, you know, staying in shape. He's keeping, avoided like the jersey blowback hair trend and everything Which, but i'd like to see that on frank just for like a summer like that would be nice like you know like the what's oh. the, what's the one guy's name on jersey shore like the the situation the situation like yeah. if you just went situation for like a summer i think that'd be cool can we just call frank the situation from here on out <laughs> I, I i would do it yeah let's yeah do let's it. do it Situ- situation sitch right. we'll call him sitch i mean frank like from your own perspective, is it tough to stay on top of the the hair growth from you know, or do you just gotta kind of? Is there a I certain mean, day of the week that like, okay, this is the day I'm, I gotta trim down? The the older you get, I mean, obviously it's it's pretty. T- I mean, look, I mean, beach season's coming up, right? Yeah. So you gotta keep things. Uh, you gotta manscape nowadays. Well, I, mean, I don't I don't know if it's the same for Italians, but like for me personally, the rate of which like the hair grows out of my ears as I've gotten older is insane. When the first time that a barber offered to cut the hair in my ears, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> but yes, go ahead he's and like, do it. He's yeah, like, can I cut this ear hair, please? Yeah, set it on well, fire. I'm sorry, I can't hear you, sir. I have so much fucking hair in my ears right now. With with sunglasses right now, I'm like, are these good? And I'm like, if they don't cover my uh, Bert and Ernie eyebrows, then I... <laughs> it's like the guy from Shit's Creek. Uh, his eyebrows. Yeah, Eugene, Eugene Levy. 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 Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that that Shane. Did you want to answer that? I, I think we we covered it. I mean, you're I don't Italian, think man. I don't think yeah, you put too much pressure. You're Italian. Like, what's, what's your, your schedule? What's your you know? Sh- I mean, grooming. I, I'm with you on the air hair. Ear hair, Jim, and the I, nose hair too. Like the nose, nose hair. hair. Oh, oh yeah, I get I get the clippers and I get the the uh, scissors up there and turns yeah. into a do mustache. what I can. And uh, what about your bush? <laughs> I think it's, it's trimmed on occasion. Good. Yeah. Okay. I, I keep things. Glad to hear it. Well, I mean, yeah, you. I you know, it's selfish for me. I think if I trim back the hair, it makes the makes the unit look a little bigger. You know? <laughs> Where'd that two inches come from? Just a haircut. Just, just a haircut. Hair. Just lowered the ears. That's all. Just got my wig split. All right. <laughs> it's not going to feel any different, but <laughs> just easy, easier cleanup. <laughs> Anywho, all right. Last question, Frankie. What do you got, buddy? All right. Uh, which star am I most mistaken for? Slash Mark Ruff- Ruffalo. Is that how you pronounce it? I forgot. Yep, I Ruffalo. Know. Or Frank Poncherello. <laughs> well, I think obviously, you know, you'll always be Frank Poncherello to me because like, I think when, like the first time I ever met you in high school and I had come into your, you know, Lake Catholic a year behind you guys or whatever, like you guys had been there a year already. And uh, they're like, yeah, this is Ponch. So like, that was like your name. I mean, it was synonymous with Frank Matola. So, and there's a little bit of an uncanny resemblance. Let's be honest. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be Founded. Um, they, they wouldn't let me put it. I was going to say John Leguizama, but uh, no, I was just kidding. Oh, the uh, I 
I just go back to the the Halloween photo that I saw of you dressed as Slash. I mean, that was amazing. Like, that was fantastic. You, you, let, let, that's let probably the best you, Slash ever. It was, it was, uh, like in that night, and like I remember one girl came up to me and she's like, "I love Slash." <laughs> like, yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> it was a, it was a great Slash. Like you, you pulled it off. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I had the cigarette going because you know I, I had that habit. Going because because the there was that use a slash costume to mask the fact that I was a chain smoker. But anyway. <laughs> Shane, yeah. what do you think? You know, I I always thought of him as Ponch, but not the, the more I think of it, Mark Ruffalo like is there's an uncanny resemblance there also. So I'm gonna go with Mark Ruffalo. I think th- I think that's the more spot on, but the Ponch is is pretty. Uh, it depends. The I mean the. The tiebreaker is probably like, how do you feel about fracking? <laughs> I would, I would <laughs> if I actually knew what it was. <laughs> I think I'd hate it if I knew what it was, but I kind of like the sound of it. Yeah, I don't no, know. So I'm going to ask you if you want to frack. What do you say? I mean, I don't know. Are maybe you pro, are you pro frack? <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is like a big anti fracker. Oh yeah, have you never have you have you seen like the, any of the documentaries? No, I, I a- saw I saw him in Foxcatcher. That was it. Another, yeah, another great one. <laughs> at my at my old job, this guy would be like, "Hey, hey, hey, Juan." I'm like, "What?" Like Juan, he'd be like, "Juan Pablo Montoya." And like, look at the race car driver. Does he look like you? He does kind of look like me. So if you want to go ahead and Google that on your own, he's like an like, indie car guy, right? Yeah, yeah, indie car racer. And then, of course, like the punch thing. Like I, I saw. Uh, Brian Ferrito last year, but <laughs> in football practice, I wore a no fear shirt, and and like all of the older guys, because I was a sophomore back. They were like, it was that practice at John Carroll Jim, and like everybody was like, "Hey, Ponch, no fear." Hey, Ponch. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Burrito, fan yeah, of the show. Ryan Burrito, another mention. Wow. Yeah, we'll get, get a little shout out to Brian Ferrito, but yeah, pretty pretty solid, pretty solid list. But yeah, Juan Pablo Montoya is. A, we will is a have to remember that. We'll check it out. Well, hey Frank, we really appreciate you coming on today. Um, I know that you got you know you got family and everything else, but I'm glad that you could set some time aside to be on our podcast and share some old stories, catch up a little bit, and have a good time and have have a few laughs. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to see you in person here sooner rather than later. And please tell uh, Aaron and the kids we all said hello and uh, can't wait to see you guys again. Guys, I'm 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 honored, and I, I'd love to do it again sometime if, if this continues. I mean, who knows, right? I'm I hoping mean, it's gaining ground and we're getting a little traction. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, heading we're headlong into a hundred hundredth episode here soon. So it's just around the corner. <laughs> two more years, fifty two, <laughs> fifty two weeks in a year. You know, it will be. We're there. to start doubling this off a couple of weeks. I mean, I don't know if you can go Joe Rogan like one every day, but we right. can uh, we can do as many as we can. All right, man. Well, we appreciate it, Frank. Awesome. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the sunlight, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you catch you soon. All right, guys. Later. All right, later. later. All right. Well, there's another great episode of Cutting Weight with some uh, dear friends of the show, Frank Matola. I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, this is Shane, Mike, and Jim signing off. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys.
This old town being home wrong as I remember This town gonna be here long after I'm gone East side and west side, Cuba don't surrender